welcome to another episode of That's Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. My guest today is a two-time domestic violence survivor. She now helps women build their inner strength and resilience. Sometimes, you know, confidence is all we need to follow our dreams. She started Reaching Within LLC to help you launch your journey to success. Welcome, Miss Jennifer Jones Bryant to the hey, show. Hey, Nina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Ta 31 years. Yes. Working. Federal service, And yes. now, versus getting a rocking chair or <laughs> just taking vacations every other week, why are you now going to offer your time and expertise to us ungrateful people? Ooh. You know how we can act? Even if we are, even if, if, even if it's not volunteer and we are paying for services, either we don't do what the person suggests or what they ask, yep. or we do it with an attitude. Like, right. oh, that's not going to work. I'm not doing that. Right. But right. you are signing up for that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because here's the thing. I was once there, the one with the attitude. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Yes, in my <laughs> early 20s, I was once there in, in, with okay. the attitude. Okay. And then I learned how to channel it mm. the right way. So everybody sees me as the sassy one now. Right? <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just a tad bit. Just a little bit. Just a tad bit. Just a tad bit. But no, I, um, I've had to overcome some serious uh, personal challenges. And so now is the time to give back. So I've been using the last couple of years to uh, do work in the community, specifically surrounding domestic violence. Oh, okay. I am a two-time survivor of domestic violence. Um, I had to quickly leave home. At the age of 17, I was caring for a mom who suffered from severe mental illness. Okay. And one day she approached me and uh, while I was sleeping, she approached a closed door and she threw bullets at the door. And she told me if I tried to poison her again, she would kill me. Wow. So as a senior in high school, what mm -hmm. do I do with that? Yeah. How do I respond to that? Now, were you in a situation where it was just you and your mom in the house? It was just myself and my mom in the house. My wow. brother was incarcerated during the time. Okay. And I had lost my dad at the age of five. Yeah. So, um, you know, you may hear that cliche uh, of without a father, you may make some wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. Well, in my mm -hmm. story, with my story, that's true. And so I didn't have that guidance. Okay. But what I did know in my heart of heart is that I had a mom who was broken and I didn't know how to fix her. Yeah. I had a mom who was sick. Um, and the topic about mental illness was very taboo and it still is today. Mm -hmm. And just like you take uh, cold medicine when you have a cold, mm -hmm. it's okay to take medicine if, if you need to, if you have a chemical imbalance. It's a little taboo today, but back then. It was very taboo. Right. And you, you didn't discuss it. I didn't discuss it. You just you just deal with it. Right. And so I I went to who I thought was a father figure who lived in that same building. Okay. Because I didn't want to leave her. And um, no one gives you a compass in life no. to navigate through no. life. So I went to go live with him, but no one told me that that was a bad decision. And so um, 
he made sexual advances towards me. Okay. What was the age difference? Uh, I was 17, and I believe he could have been in his uh, late 40s or 50s. And so I quickly left. I called one of my aunties, and I quickly moved with her. Okay. And there lies the, the next chapter in my life. And so I went to school during the day, um, high school during the day. Mm -hmm. My senior year was very lonely, and I had to wear a mask, you know, every day, happy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then in the evenings, I worked at a fast food restaurant, and I caught Ooh. the um, metro. So, I mean, the uh, the public transportation yeah. system. Subway bus. Subway bus. I did what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, and then uh, speeding up a couple of years, a year later, once I graduated after school, I was told um, from my family and friends, you need to go get you a good government job. Not government, <laughs> but government job, right? right? Right, So I'm riding the subway one day, and of course, my effervescent personality comes out, mm -hmm. and I'm just chit-chatting with a total stranger. Do you hear me? So I tell people, always show up as your authentic self. self. Yeah. And so I'm riding the subway and we chit-chatting and then I'm getting ready to get off. And she says, where are you? She says, where are you going? I said, I'm going to a job fair. So she said to me, um, don't go any further. My name is, she gave me her name okay. and she said, you are hired. Yes. That's how I entered the government. Yes. And when I came in, I came in hungry, but I came in hungry with the attitude. Mm -hmm. So it took the... Um, I took advantage of opportunities of people who wanted to mentor me. Your gift will make room for you. It will make you room. You were your authentic self. Yes. You were speaking to a complete stranger yes. in a public environment. Yes. And little did you know you were being interviewed yes. for a job right then and there. Always. The yeah. You are always yes. being interviewed. Yes. And so when I, um, I was doing so well professionally, okay. right? Because people were, no, you know, they were noticing, executives were noticing that this young girl was hungry. Mm -hmm. I was working the overtime. Oh, did I also say that in that same building where I came all cute to work? Mm. In that same building in the evening, I was putting my hair in a ponytail and I was cleaning those bathrooms. Mm. And so they were seeing me push the card and in, in the mop and all in the broom and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But also what I was lacking was what I felt was that love okay. from a man. Mm. So I felt like I was missing that piece of the puzzle. Now, during this time period and where you were busting your chops from nine to five mm -hmm. and five to nine. Yeah. Right. And going to school. Where <laughs> okay, I got three more questions. Yes. Where was your mom? My mom still was at home in her apartment. Okay. She had she had remarried um because she was dating uh, a a loving man, a very loving man. Okay. Um and uh he's still here today at the age of 86. Wow. And so he didn't know exactly how to care for her either cuz understand she had a fifth grade education. I failed to say that. And she raised my brother and I on her own. Mm -hmm. And then you have him. I, you know, I don't know what grade he made it right, to. Right. And so it's like, how do you navigate? But guess what? I never was shy about talking to people. Yeah, so I, I explained to someone about what was happening in my household because I was getting reports from people who lived in the neighborhood. Yeah, right. And then I also was catching the bus to go check on her. And I had to actually go through the court system to um, get her checked out. Um, she had to have emergency evaluation. 
Um, I can remember it as if it was yesterday and, and, and the sheriff coming to pick her up involuntarily and her mm -hmm. looking at me with piercing eyes to say, how could you do this to me? I thought you loved me, mm -hmm. but it was the best thing I could do. And she got evaluated, she got um, in ca under care, and okay, uh, so everybody's back mm -hmm. now on even ground because it, it was kind of a cliffhanger there and it yep. felt like, you know, you just left. Yep. And you didn't know what happened to your mom. Yep. Okay, so now we're back and we have everybody on even ground. Mom's being cared for. You're going to school. Yep. Working nine to five. Yep. And working five to nine. Yes. Okay. And then you didn't feel, though you were very accomplished, you didn't feel loved. Nope. 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 Why was that? I just felt like I was, again, missing that love from a male. Okay. You know, although my mom was going through what she was going through, her generation didn't up outwardly say, I love you. Yes. I yeah. love you. And yeah. I tell that to my teenage daughters all the time. I love you. I hug them and everything. Mm -hmm. And so people don't know how powerful those words are. Now, don't get me wrong. Through her actions, I knew she loved me. Right. But I just wanted to have that comfort of having that male figure because my brother, as I said, was absent mm -hmm. um, quite a bit from my teenage years because he was incarcerated twice. So how did you, or I guess, who was the first person that made you feel like that void was being filled? Oh, yes. Let Take me back to a time. He was a fine brother, too. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's when light skin was big, honey. <laughs> When light skin was in, and so we talk um, about a time period of of Eldabar, yes, and, and yes, had yes. cute wavy hair. Oh, he was just cute. And so um, he, you know, I remember going to my cousin um, boyfriend. Um, he was a friend to my cousin's boyfriend, and we went out. And she's like, "Here's a guy I want you to meet." Da 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 da. Okay. And I was two weeks shy of um, the senior prom. And I said, okay, who am I going to go with? I don't have anybody to go. I'm not going to go. It's a lonely senior year. I'm just not going to go. I'm just going to stay home. Mm. And so once he found out that I didn't have anyone taking me, mm -hmm. he was like, oh, you're so pretty. I'm going to take you. And I was like, really? So he was very charming. Mm -hmm. And he got uh, um, a nice limousine for us and everything. And it was a great, great evening. We had a great time. And I became his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and then I guess as a few months went by, I started seeing the real him. Okay. And um, he was drinking a lot. Mm. He was on drugs. He just became a monster. How old was he? He was... Well, what was the age difference? Maybe a year or okay. two. So you're both teenagers. Yeah, late teens. Was he still living in his home? With, with his, his parents? parents. Wow. With his parents. And they didn't check any of that behavior. They didn't check it. They did not check it. I mean, they would hear us fussing. And remember I said I was younger with attitude? So I wasn't one to just sit there and be like, okay, you gonna hit me, I'm gonna be okay. Nah, we were tussling. Mm. I wouldn't recommend that mm. <laughs> for anybody, but yeah. And, and I got out of that situation because I had to have an aha moment. Okay. And that aha moment was the moment when the EMT was standing over me. You? Yep. Why yep. were the EMTs called? 
because he and I entered into an argument and I was fighting him back. He got really pissed off at me. Mm -hmm. and by the way, we were fighting on his lawn and there was an audience that was there, which included his family mm -hmm. and friends, yeah. egging him on. Yeah. Thought it was comical. Don't that girl talk to you like that, man? You better yes, handle, you better handle that. your business, you man. You better handle your, your business. business. And what I did was I had punched him so hard in his mouth. Mm -hmm. He Oh, I forgot to say he was wearing braces. Mm. And you know, I know it was painful because it was the old school braces, you know, the silver and all that. With the wires. And with the wires. Mm. And he, I can remember, and I shut my eyes while I tell you this, he rubbed his tongue against his tooth, his front tooth. And when his tongue went down, so did one of the braces. And he looked at me and he, from the back of his throat, he brought up the most deplorable, disgusting phlegm mm. ever. He spits in my face. He calls me a bee. And he said, no one would ever want you. He balls up his fist and he hits me. And I pass out. All I saw was darkness. And I hit the ground. I don't know what happened. I don't know how long I was out. All I do know is all I heard was an EMT guy after he, you know, put the stuff underneath my nose and said, are you okay? Smelling salt underneath her nose. We'll be right back to find out what exactly happened when the EMTs helped her up. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage and feel free to live true to your own personality spirit and character transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook and we are back with miss jennifer jones bryan she is sharing her Remarkable, extraordinary story of being a two-time domestic violence survivor. We're right in the middle of her first altercation where she, her aha moment, mm -hmm. as she calls it, was waking up to the EMTs putting smelling salt under your nose yep. and asking you if you were okay. Yep, yep, yep. How did you respond to the EMT? I'm okay. Because still a part of me was very prideful. I was able to get up. They asked me if I wanted to go to the hospital. I was like, no. Mm. And I remember calling um, um, one of my relatives the next day because I still stayed with him that night. I was still afraid to leave. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I had to do some self-talk. 
and work on the inside of me yes. and the stories I was telling myself. So how did you get the strength to walk away? I never departed from my faith. And I always tell people my faith is very strong. My mom gave me a very good mm -hmm. foundation. And I start beginning to talk to one of my cousins who I trusted deeply. Mm. Okay. And who I was living with. And she helped me through it. And I started getting more focused on my education. Like I said, I was going to school at night and I was working on my education. So the other piece of it too was I had left my aunt house and I went to go live with my girlfriend and her grandmother. At what age? Um, I believe I was, I was, how old was I then? 18, grown. I think. Grown, I, grown, we making moves. We making moves and, and during that time. House was, to house. To, to house. house, you got it. Okay. And But she made it y'all, that's the most important thing I to remember. It. So as it. we're moving now, as a teenager, from house to house, we get to now our third Domicile. Domicile right? and the same guy, actually when I said I got the strength to leave him, he didn't have the strength to leave me alone. He became stalkerish. Mm. So he found out where I lived with my girlfriend mm -hmm. and there, were, um, a set, there was a set of woods that was nearby the house where I lived. Okay. And in the evening time when I would walk off the bus, mm -hmm. he would grab me, throw me in the woods, and it would be, you know, it was a horrible experience. Yeah. And he's like, I know you're with someone else because very possessive. And um, it was my girlfriend's uh, cousin, guy cousin, mm -hmm. that approached him. And mm -hmm. we already know what's the ending of that story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To leave, me yes. To, to leave me alone. He did what he needed to do to tell him, to send the message to leave her alone. And he left me alone. Mm -hmm. He left me alone. Mm -hmm. When the puppy is approached by a dog, everything changes. Everything changes. Mm -hmm. So I left that situation. I began to grow my career, and I thought I was good to go. And then the second time it came about with a different guy. So, like so many, mm -hmm. we get into the hustle and bustle of life. Yep. And we continue to spin forward. Yes. Moving, moving, because, you know, I, I got to get this next grade. I got to get this next promotion. Oh, yes. Um, I got to get my degree. I got to get, and we get in the busyness of life. Yes. Not realizing that the negativity, the toxic core, the bad language that we say to ourselves is, is running with us. Oh, yeah. It's all still there. Yeah, and it's true, according to us. Yeah. Yeah. So where'd you meet guy number two? Going to the credit union, being all cute, you know, mm -hmm. going to the credit union. <laughs> and he was the associate or the, the teller at the time. And mm. handsome man. He did tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Oh, this one got money. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that at the time, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so with him... His abuse didn't come out until two years later. How scary is that? Yeah, yeah. How scary is that? Because it's, I, I think it's the relationships, marriage, are the, can take you to the boiling point of life. So no matter how good your representative is on a daily basis, 
when you get into these conflicting situations and your emotions are conflicted between you care for this person, mm -hmm. but they're frustrating or, or challenging, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that brings out all that negative behavior. I think so. I think you're absolutely that correct. Absolutely correct. Because we had one bad contentious um, argument mm -hmm. and it just exploded. And that's when his other side came out, his possessiveness. It was crazy. I mean, he actually um, locked me in my own apartment. How foolish is that? In my own apartment. Okay. In which I, luckily I was on the first floor and I was able to climb out the front door, I mean the window, to get in my car to um, escape. And I actually filed a um, restraining order on him. So is it that, tell me, take me back to that day. Mm -hmm. Was it a normal day and you go to the door and you can't get out or what preceded what, what, those what actions? What preceded those yeah. actions? Oh, okay. So we had gotten into an argument the day before. Okay. And so I went to go hang out with one of my guy friends and I end up spending the night over there. All right. And so my boyfriend was at my house. He had a key there and he was apparently waiting for me. Mm. So once he saw me pull up and I came in the house, he was all nice and all of that. Okay. Okay. And then he started asking me questions. And then he was like, I think you were with someone else and I'm going to check you. And so he, um, Threw me on the bed, and then he proceeded to, you know, violate you, violate me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I told him to leave me alone. I was pushing him off of me mm -hmm. and all of that. And I went to go run to the front door. He was blocking it, standing in front of it, blocking okay. it. And he was like, I'm not letting you go anywhere because I know you're trying to go see this other guy again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not with anyone else. And so I ran to my bedroom, closed the door, locked it, and then climbed out the window. Ah, I had my car keys with me. Okay. And then I got in my car, and then I drove. I can't even remember where I went. Um, so eventually he got tired and left my house. And um, I had called the police on him. I filed a um, police report. And then we, um, a couple of months later, we end up in a, I still, I forgave him, still ended up in the relationship, remained there. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up in a, um, another argument, which was bad, um, because I found out he was cheating on me mm -hmm. and I approached him about it and I went to where he was. I'd never advise anyone to do that. And so he was like, I'll talk to you later. And um, the later was at his house and he was furious mm -hmm. and he went mm -hmm. off on me. Mm -hmm. um, he attacked me. I thought we were good. Mm -hmm. I walked ahead of him. He threw me on the ground and he stomped my back with some boots. Mm -hmm. I remember those rugged boots. And I happened, one of my girlfriends happened to be with me. She hopped out the car with a, happened to have a bat, okay? Mm -hmm. And she started swinging on him and everything. And um, I left that situation. And what's interesting is that his mom said that my son wants to marry you. Why don't you marry my mm -hmm. son? All men cheat. Mm -hmm. All men cheat. And I said, I can't allow this to happen. <laughs> I can't allow this. But I had people pouring into me. My ecosystem consisted yeah. of people who loved me, mm -hmm. including my supervisor. And, at it was, the time. and it was up to you to cling to the positive. Right. And not to the negative. Correct. That's a, that's a choice that a lot of teenagers and young adults don't make today. Correct. Even, even grown women, they don't make, they make the wrong decision. And when they choose to listen to the negative, 
instead of clinging to the positive that they do have in their yep, lives. Yep. Now you have two daughters. Oh my God, yes. Look at that face. Did yes. you see how her face lit up? Did yes. you see how her face yes. lit up? They are amazing. Girls. Yes. Now, how are you ensuring that your daughters don't become generational domestic violence survivors? Oh, because I'm open and I'm transparent. Here's what I went through. Here are the red flags, mm. and I start ticking them all. Okay, give me one. One is if you are getting the frequent phone calls, like all throughout the day, okay. where are you, where are you going, okay. who are you with, the isolation, all they want is you okay. by yourself. All right. The, um, insecu their insecurities that they're trying to transfer over to you. Okay. Um, the... Uh, Inappropriate language, mm. calling you out your name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which today, some people think that's cute. No, it's not. Mm. It's not. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so I definitely, definitely talk to them. And what I also want to share with you is that although I went through those circumstances, uh -huh. those situations, it made me the person who I am today. Yeah. And uh, I still, in my early uh 20s, well, in my 20s, I was a GS-14, and that's big. big. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Six figures, you know, late 20s. Mm -hmm. So I didn't let that stop me from pursuing, and that would drive the guys, that would make them mad, mm -hmm. like even more madder. Yeah, because your accomplishments fueled their insecurities. Correct. Yeah, and they saw you more as a threat. Correct. Or something that they had to control. Correct. Versus someone they could have as a partner. Correct. And that I would go find somebody else that may be, as in their minds, not, better just than not them. them. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Now, you have released a 30 day journal. Yes. Overcoming personal challenges to achieve professional success by Miss Jennifer Jones Bryant. Yeah. So tell me, you birthed this baby. I did. How is it that you wanted to help others? So um, I start off with my poem um, that I've written called Real Pain. And I wrote that at a time in my life when I was experiencing the real pain of um, having to deal with um, broken relationships as well as challenges that were going on in my marriage at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I go, I write my story in there. It's about 10, 12 pages. And I title it, Through It All, I Made It, and So Can You. Mm -hmm. So as a reader, what is expected of me? In so these as your coach, because mm -hmm. I'm giving you a coach, I'm, I'm coaching you through this. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you the hard questions mm -hmm. for self-discovery. Because I had to do that. When I talk about those broken relationships, yes. I had to sit with myself and say, what are you doing? You need to, you need to trust the process and you got to go through the hard work of self-discovery. And you ain't going to like everything that you see. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. You got to sit with yourself to learn yourself. And then I did the hard work of going to a therapist and a psychiatrist mm -hmm. to, to, to get through what I was going through. And now you are, are well-equipped, informed, and certified. Yes. Life yes. coach certification. Yes. Yes, and career coach. Yes. So she not only has the education and the paper, as y'all say, she <laughs> also has the situational experience mm -hmm. to, to feel you and to understand the words that you say when you describe, whether it's feeling stuck, being in a bad relationship, Miss Life Coach Jennifer. Yes. Jennifer has given us the 411.
Absolutely. Remember Miss Mary J. Blige, girl, yes. back when light-skinned guys were good? <laughs> yes, That's when they were in. The 411 on how to work through and walk out of a bad relationship. Listen, do not ever be embarrassed that mm -hmm. you made a mistake. The most important thing is to survive and then call Jennifer to help you thrive. To reach out to Jennifer, find her on Instagram at Reaching Within. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out That's Anita Live for where and when to see our next episode.